This is for all the girls who grew up without strong geek role models to help them discover their geek dreams. For everyone who's ever been quizzed about their video game knowledge because girls have plenty. Geek Hearing is working to bring female identifying geeks into the prime to be the role models, dreams, and voices. About to show these boys how we do it. Higher, further, faster, baby. It's not about deserve. I'm not an owl! A girl has no name. There is something supernatural at work here. It's about what you believe. Did I stop on your mom? The Guardian Leviosa. From now on, you do as I do. May the odds be ever in your favor. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Ready Welcome for this? to Geek Herring, a critical geek culture podcast where we talk the good and the bad parts of being a chick in a male-dominated environment. Hi, I'm Amanda, and with me today is my awesome, hilarious, and not wine-drinking co-host, Monica. Hi. Hi, Amanda. Not wine drinking. This is very upsetting. I might, I do still have two bottles of wine left from the regular buys that I do since 2020 because one always needs a bottle of wine ever so slightly and unexpectedly. So you'd rather just, yeah, want to have one in store like at home. So um, I should probably open that one up rather soon, but not today. What's actually happening? Is Geek Girl in the news? Lots of good. Some not so good. As Some usual. So good. As usual. <laughs> As usual. <laughs> uh, so let's... Okay, we have some pretty big news to start with. Yes. And I it's... Mean, I, mean, I would call it celebration, but yes. It's also news. News. I mean, it's not so news anymore, but it's celebration. Yes. Oh, God. Reason that we didn't stream for like an entire week because our life was wrapped up in American politics shit show. <laughs> I mean, it was more, it wasn't the shit show so much anymore then. It was more like the, the relieving that what we needed. It was the, it was the medicine that we needed in order to be able to survive another few months of fucking COVID. Um, and shit like that. So that was just like soothing for the soul, basically. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. It was wonderful to see not only President Joe Biden sworn in, but Vice President Kamala Harris. Fuck yeah. Fuck yes. <sighs> so Kamala Harris obviously is the first, not only female vice president, she is the first black female vice president of the united freaking states um and especially amazing because after four years of the cheeto in chief it was just everything it was absolutely everything that we needed um just to feel a little bit better about the world and ourselves and it was amazing i would be lying if I didn't admit that I was like super crying, like pretty much through the whole whole inauguration. <laughs> um, like it's just such a relief after after the last four years. And you know, I I don't think that they're perfect people. I don't think that they're perfect politicians. But I mean, a politician doesn't have to be perfect and can't ever be perfect because in the end, a politician has to speak for an entire country. And in the country, there are loads of people who have different opinions. So the important part of a politician is to make sure that they're doing the best for the majority. And that's not always something that everybody can agree on. So a politician, a heart, a perfect politician has yet to live. And I don't think that's in general possible. Um, but 
there are so many more improvements after the Cheeto, um, mm -hmm. who we have to thank for an insurrection no. into their own capital and for crime and violence and hatred and bigotry and sexism and transphobia and homophobia and racism. Like he's che he checked all the boxes, right? And then he left. And it was quite pathetic actually and i just want to talk about this for a short second because that's like that's like the cherry on the pathetic cake right that he number one he didn't attend the inauguration which i was like okay then don't do, attend the inauguration nobody wants to see your stupid face there anyway so yay for that but and i mean he left um before noon his the, the uh, in the white house right And then flew to Florida. Um, and he did that still in the Air Force One. And that was intentional because he didn't want to take a private plane to leave. And I'm like, are you really that fucking pathetic that you you really need to do this all so that you can still live in the freaking Air Force One? And I'm like... <sighs> you You missed one part as well, Monica, as he was taking off. And the videos and the song he had playing was My Way by Frank Sinatra. Well, that's... And before that, he was playing YMCA, which is, like, for me personally, the absolute gay anthem, right? And I'm just like, this is so fucking ridiculous. But somebody said that he was using YMCA always for his rallies and everything. And I'm like, does nobody see the irony in that? Like, Should we tell is, him? Should somebody it, tell him? <laughs> did nobody ever mention it? This is a bit weird that it's actually about... a group of five gay men jumping like you know um but yes my way even the the reporters on cnn were like this is fucking ridiculous <laughs> yes 84 million of us saw the irony chink says in chat ah uh, yeah but goodbye good riddance and we're welcoming in some change yes quick ones Yes, lots and lots of quick change. But before we get to, you know, what Joe Biden has actually done in the 20, uh, 13 days he's been in office, let's talk about the actual inauguration ceremony because it was um, amazing. Uh, so first of all, we had the one and only icon Lady Gaga singing the American National Anthem. That was a ride. And it, oh, it was, the only thing missing were fireworks and, and a, like an outfit change, actually. An outfit change? Because oh. she was like spinning or something, like something with, with, um, wow. Ollie in chat said he could have done without Gaga. What the just fuck is wrong Ollie. with you, Ollie? You were pro Garth Brooks, but against Gaga? Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Lady Gaga. Uh, was she was just phenomenal. I'm like I'm just I'm ignoring Ollie. Um, she was phenomenal, and like she, oh my gosh, she was just amazing. Like her her outfit number one, like the big dove, the dove of peace on her chest, and like it was giving me Hunger Games vibes. Like she okay. came out, and I was like. That was the you know? first thing that I thought of was the mockingbird. Only like later, I was like, oh, maybe it's the pea stuff. <laughs> That's how pop culture infected I am. It's true, though. <laughs> It's yeah. true. 
And like, it was just such a really powerful and moving performance. Even my mom was like, oh, amazing. Like, Aww. oh, she loved it. Um, and I mean, unless you're Ollie, what is there not to love? I was just thinking, most, uh, like, through this entire performance, I was like, you were bullied. Look at your fucking haters. They can go fuck themselves if they want to, but you're owning this now and show them right. That was yes. amazing. I loved it so much. It was so good. It was so good. And then we had uh, Jennifer Lopez on singing mm -hmm. um, This Land is My Land. My land. My land. I don't actually know the name of the song. My My Country Tis of Thee. No, that's not the right one. My, that song, you know? Yeah, but, um, something like that. My apologies, American people. I do not know the names of most of your songs, but I do know most of the words to most of them. So <laughs> cut me a break. <laughs> I mean, I'm too far gone, too far away from all of this that I would ever know the name of this song. And you don't know my anthem name either. So I'm like, whatever. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, and Jennifer Lopez was, I mean, she was pretty great singing that song. And I felt that it was... Um, Okay, I need to say, like, obviously, yes, there is a lot of problems with um, with everything, and especially in terms of, like, Native American representation and rights and land acquisition. And, like, we, we I, I very much acknowledge this. Um, like, I, I know that this is still, still a problem and something that, you know, we're also fighting for land acknowledgement and recognition. Um, but... Saying that, I actually like teared up quite a lot with Jennifer Lopez singing about the land being like for her and for you, um, like for mm -hmm. everyone, uh, because obviously she is Latina and that it, it just felt extra powerful to me because of everything that, you know, we've gone through with Trump over the last four years, um, mm -hmm. like trying to take land away from not white people. So it just felt like extra powerful that she was singing and it was like a, a little bit of a fuck you, Trump. Mm. Also, see, she's she spoke sang Spanish for us for a bit, and then added her own. I forgot the song again. One of her songs was pretty funny, actually. Mm -hmm. yes. Then was then we had. I mean, for me, kind of forgettable, and I'm also like super upset with the with the dude Garth Brooks. Yeah, was Garth Brooks before the poet. Yeah, Garth I Brooks was so. before the poet. Garth Brooks, number one, I don't even really fucking know who you are, which is fine. Then I'm like, I don't need to know you. I don't need to know every every like country singer or whatever he is in the US, and that's fine. And apparently it was like a decent move because obviously a lot of his like fan base is like quite right wing and everything. So okay, I like that they gave him the opportunity to sing or whatever. I he think he very great song, actually um and yeah. I think he's sung at m many of the recent inaugurations like it's kind of a tradition for him to come on and mm -hmm. sing. So he sang that was like meh. so so meh. meh. But then I was like okay whatever I don't need to know him don't need to love him. And then he was trying to leave or he was leaving the stage and then he was giving he was shaking Biden's hand. He was actively searching for Pence's hand which I'm like totally whatever with and then he he took he walked past Kamala Harris and if she wouldn't have reached out her hand to him he would have just walked past her and I was like what fuck you like he was he was going past her to reach Pence and he was just she was just about to leave and I'm like is are you serious like are you freaking serious and even if it's like 
yes, shit like this can ha that can happen. But can it happen in a moment like this? Can it happen? It's not like you've met someone on a ball or whatever, and then or a or, or a festival, and you pass them and you suddenly don't see them. This was a celebration of all of this, and he's just walking past her. I mean, oh god, yeah, was like, it was well, okay, really fine. cringe. We were like, "Come on, Garth Brooks, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing, mate?" <laughs> oh yeah, that was a ride. Such yeah. a ride. Such a ride. Um, but then we have maybe the highlight of the entire inauguration. <gasps> for me, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, the youngest poet laureate, Amanda Gorman, getting up and reciting the most beautiful, powerful, patriotic poem I have probably ever heard in my entire life. Uh, two weeks before, like when the insurrection, is that how you call it, mm -hmm. happened, poem wasn't finished so she added um more to the poem after that and it was just amazing mm -hmm. <laughs> it was amazing when it all started out she had like a hundred thousand followers on instagram or something within the day he had she had like a million followers and like i think now she's about like the day after when i woke up in the morning she was about two million so we were also following her her account growth and it was just it exploded it was amazing but oh my god what a what a talented young black woman and it was so great to see it was mm -hmm. so good. It was it was chilling and beautiful and just incredible. And I think like there can't be that many people left who have not heard heard her read or read the poem themselves. Um, but if you haven't, stop what you're doing and go and watch a YouTube clip of this because you have to. Mm. It's like a direct order from Geek Herring. Go and listen to this poem because it is going to move every part of your being. Yes. Yes. That's yes. it. That's yeah. all there is to say to that. Yep. And uh, I, I heard that I missed like some other performances later in the day when I guess it was like an inauguration party or something. I mean, that was way past my bedtime, so I wouldn't have known. It was not past my bedtime. I don't know what I was doing, but I didn't see it. Recovering <laughs> from everything else that we saw. Crying. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah. But inauguration aside, has Joe Biden actually done anything, Monica? Oh, yes, he did. He started like super fast, like almost on day one. He was immediately reversing things that Trump did and like putting other things in place that weren't necessarily related or reversing anything Trump did, but definitely improving the situations that Trump has caused. So it was a ride. And he's still working on it. And we love it. Yes. Some of my favorite things that he has done in the, well, like I say, 13 days since he's taken office, which is pretty incredible. Mm. Um, he is, he has rejoined the Paris Agreement for Climate Change, which is fantastic. Yes. He's written an executive order to, prom to promote racial equity. And he froze many of the rules passed in final days of Trump's presidency. Mm-hmm. We're uh, ending the ban on U.S. entry from uh, majority Muslim countries, Fuck setting yeah. orders that require mask wearing on federal property. <sighs> so needed, so needed. So needed. Signed an executive order coordinating a government-wide COVID-19 response. 
Very much needed. Very much needed. Revising immigration enforcement policies. Undoing regulatory restrictions on federal agencies, which is amazing. Mm. (laughs) Um, We're incorporating undocumented immigrants into census. And we are refocusing on climate crisis and canceling the Keystone uh, XL permit, the, the big pipeline from Canada for the oil, which as a Canadian... That has caused a lot of contention in Canadian news. Our uh, <laughs> Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, is not so happy about that because he's like, what the fuck, man? We've been working on this for, for a really long time. I put a lot of money into this. My parents are like, Trudeau's put a lot of money into this. And I'm like, you don't even like Trudeau. And um, <laughs> You don't even like Trudeau. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Tangent. Um, but, like, we're all very happy. Well, and by we're all, I mean Amanda and many other people are all very happy that this Keystone Pipeline has been canned because it's going to cause a lot of problems. Mm. Um, sorry, moving oh, on. Fuck oil. Fuck oil. Yeah. Except, don't not actually. I don't mean that. I only say that because our house is heated by oil, and you know it's temperamental. So, gotta please the oil <laughs> gods. <laughs> so yeah. Biden has also uh, signed an executive order banning discrimination on the basis of gender identity or sexual orientation. Ah, A memorandum revamping regulatory review, an executive order mandating the ethics pledge for government appointees, proclamation that pulls funds from the border wall between Mexico and the U.S. I'm I I will I'm. When I read that initially, I was like, does it just mean that there is this half-built wall now that people are not even properly using and you can just walk around it? And this is going to be like this. This is going to be like this, I don't know, um, uh, thing that you just go and watch and you're going to talk about in 30 years. We're like, there was supposed to be a wall. There was the super narcissistic, psychotic um, um, president for four years. Like, like, and, and he started to build it, but he couldn't pull through. So that's like 10% of the wall that he wanted to build. And people are going to be like, oh my God, people back in 2020 or whatever. 2020, man, what a ride. <laughs> <laughs> what a ride. Signed an executive order pausing federal student loan payments. So that hasn't actually happened yet, but he has pa- he's, he's signed the order. It just hasn't actually started to happen yet. So we're getting there with that mm. one. Uh, he signed a memorandum reinstating deferred enforcement departure for Liberians. He has strengthened the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, the DACA program, which is pretty good. And ladies, gentlemen, friends, they, thems, everyone, that was just day one. That was just mm. day one with Joe Biden at the presidency i mean they're like so necessary like even only day one is like so many necessary things that he needed to change and do and stuff and and it's just to bring like the country and the people back to a to a regular anti like to a regular thing where you can just like disagree with with politics and not just fear for your life because of politics <laughs> Taunt yeah. said a part of him is a little appalled there wasn't more moving done. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there can always be done. There can always be more that could be done, but at least we're taking steps there. And I suppose that some things are like more complicated policy wise, um, um, to to then really go ahead and change the things legally as well, because 
as stupid as we all think Trump might be, I don't think he's necessarily too stupid to be aware that there are also that he also put a lot of things in place that need a bit more working against than just saying this is over now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, you know, I know that there's been some issues regarding the stimulus check because there was the promise for $2,000 for every American. And then they kind of revised it to say, oh, well, it's actually only, is it $1,200 because you've already got $800? And it's like, oh, it's just like a top up. Um, and there's been some controversy over that. So we're not sure, you know, what's what what the outcome of that's going to be. I think I, most recent I heard about that was like, a revision of the revision that actually maybe it will be the full two grand. So we'll see about that because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, got to keep people alive, especially since there's been so many deaths with COVID, COVID um, happening. Um, but one thing I do want to mention, one other thing I do want to mention, because um, Biden has done an awful lot so far. And I have to say, it's it's it is it is pretty impressive, but then again, I'm kind of like, am I only impressed because of the shit show we've lived for the last four years? I'm not sure. I think so. Um, but on day six of his presidency, Joe Biden reversed the transgender military ban, which is Yay. fantastic. But the one that I am like even more over the moon about is that he has written an order to end reliance on private prisons. Okay, this is a big deal because prison system in America is bucks fucking deluxe and it is so so dirty so unnecessary and just disgusting like this is the most fantastic move that he has directed the department of justice not to renew their contracts with private prisons like this Mm. is the beginning of actual prison reform in america everyone and that is a big fucking deal Mm. Ton says this is an amazing deal. I honestly created orange is the new black for raising it up to be noticed. Yeah, probably. Definitely. And Tom's uh, Three Extra Lives says private prison is also a building block in modern day slavery in America. Absolutely right. And we watch it also like if you watch the 13th Amendment, how the prison is actually so fucked up and just like, um, as you say, modern day slavery in America and just enforcing... um, what that the the black labor and the black force that has been used through slavery and now through prison through the prison system basically. So I'll go watch the Thirteenth Amendment um, mm-hmm. on Netflix. It's a really intense watch. Fucking hell, it was an intense was intense, intense watch. But also because yeah. we are white people and we're super fucking fragile about racism. But we need to watch it and you need to see it. Um, so yeah. Um, so yeah, we've started out strong here. And I'm pretty, pretty keen to see where this goes and, you know, what other monumental moves Biden and Harris will uh, hopefully continue to make. Yes, number one, I do like, like, yes, that, but I also think it's important that, and I think that Biden might be able to do that based on his experience with, um, his political experience in the last, in in his entire life, right? How old is he? How old is he? old. 576 he's like like that he's officially the oldest person to be president yeah um so and he's like worked between the realms in politics this his entire life and knows how to like mend things a bit and i think that's what the u.s and like the world kind of needs to bring this divide like a bit closer together and 
I, I do think he might be the, a, a good person to do that. So yay for that. Yay. And yay Kamala Harris. He's not. She's not taking any shit. So, so. Mm-hmm. Okay. And sorry, can we talk about Dr. Jill Biden just for like one second? And she's just iconic. And these that she is our first lady, or our as if an American, America's first lady, and that she is, you know, taking on. Like, she's like, no, I'm doctor, and she's not giving up her job. She's not giving up her work. And, like, she's, it, I think that we need somebody in the White House like that as well, who's not, like, going to back down yeah. from what she's doing or stop what she's doing. I love it. And I think also, she's a, like uh, a former teacher. So, her, her she's going to have a lot of, a lot of things to say about education in the country, which, fuck yeah. And then also, Besides all of that, can we just say how cute they are? Like how how uh, like isn't it nice when a couple obviously likes each other? Like mm-hmm. isn't that nice to see the pride and the joy and the love between two people? And if it's just ever so just like hope, you know, like if you see that isn't that beautiful and I'm like oh, that's so nice to see. And also yeah. something else I would like to mention second gentleman i'm here yes. for it so mm-hmm. here for it and i want to see a first can only be trump trumped topped can we say trumped again um can only be topped by the by the first gentleman whenever we have him but yes. oh god love yeah, this. honestly like i saw i heard somebody say that like it's so nice to see love back in the white house mm-hmm. and like i have to agree because already it seems like that love has entered and then we saw the 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 dogs arriving as well oh yeah Um, i mean and like that was quite an ordeal okay like twitter went wild um you know it's it's just wonderful there is a dog there are dogs back in the white house there are dogs and there are love there is love Uh, what more can we ask for Obviously, policy reform and, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's how far we've like, come yeah. after four years. That's how far <laughs> we've come. We're like, we just like people not obviously hating each other and, like, being decent human beings. It doesn't even matter what they decide on. Let's just hope they're, like, nice or whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 So great. And, yes, we are the ne- we're queer, queer presidential couple. That's like the epiphany of amazingness. Mm, um, agreed. <laughs> hopefully sooner rather than later. But times are changing and it will happen. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so we are all rejoicing with you, America, for these great times that we are entering. Better the times. We took a huge fucking breath. Oh, mm-hmm. God. Of relief. A sigh of relief. And we're so happy for you all. Um and yay that's really all all we need to say it is and we're gonna stay in american news american-ish news with our next story uh, about how reddit uh seems to have taken down wall street i mean i'm i am not sure if i understand this entire situation enough i read through it and i'm like i kind of get it but i also kind of don't get it that's mostly because I have no idea about the stock market and I don't think I want to know. But yeah, Reddit has been part of the reason why there has been this new weird thing happening with GameStop, actually. Poor company that is fighting for survival um, and the stock market. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- it's technical. I don't quite understand it myself, but essentially, I'm going to like Cole's notes this and I might balls it up. So somebody can correct me if you know better than me in chat or in comments if if you're like, Amanda, what are you talking about? That does not make any sense. Let us know. Uh, so what's happened is that a Reddit user started uh, a thread or a community or whatever happens on Reddit that we sh- subreddit. Thank you, Tom. Started a subreddit talking about how, why, or like to urge you to buy GameStop credits. Um, and so basically people bought GameStop credits. And what this has done is like, so the way it's it was kind of explained to me is that if you buy a stock for $10 and you sell the stock for $7, then you make a profit of $3. So if like a lot of people do this, um, then the stock in the company goes up and you, you make more money and then you sell your stocks. And anyways, I'm really balding this up and I know I am. So I'm sorry, not super stock market happy here. Like anyways, so GameStop, stock went up and people started to like draw their investments, make the money and billionaire hedge funds were like losing lots of money because they're like, what the fuck is going on? And yeah, anyways, we're eating the rich and <laughs> it's great. I mean, I think the way that what what really happened with, with the people on Reddit is that they misused the system that stock, or not misused, they used the system that stock marketers use where they kind of take a stock that is super cheap and not worth much as GameStop was because it's obviously it's a dying company or it's kind of struggling and it's not making a lot of revenue or whatever you call it or not a lot of profit on, in the stock market. So they kind of lend stuff from different kind of stocks and then they you can sell it back in for for profit for some reason and people kind of noticed that that the stock market is doing that with GameStop and then Reddit started to do the same thing that the stock market has did and because of that the the, the value for for the GameStop GameStop stock wow that's hard to say that then skyrocketed obviously and at the same time made all the people who actually invested into the stock market with loads and loads of money um made them lose so much money because of because of the things they did um so and we love to see it (laughs) it's fantastic it's causing a lot of issues because like this is a game that billionaires and other rich people play and they're like oh by but other people shouldn't know how to do this. Um, so it's kind of causing a lot of concern, confusion amongst the the rich folks who are like, oh, poor people now can do this too. Um, but this was our game. And poor people are like, eat the rich. And we're beating at your own game. And we can be money makers too. And it's just wonderful because it's like that redistribution of wealth. Which is a bit complicated and a bit troublesome because the platform who is offering that, like Robin Hood, is kind of pro- also now starting to prevent that from happening, which causes a lot more issues because people are like, but why the fucking billionaires do that? And this is that's what you've actually initially signed that, like, created that page for and that service for. You're called Robin fucking Hood. And now you're trying to prevent us from doing what Robin Hood did in a way. So that's also causing a lot of, 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 of issues yeah it's a shit show it's a mess and it's wonderful and you know let's see what happens Mm -hmm. right um i don't know about you though but i 
will probably be playing in the stock market this year myself at some point or another just because I've always wanted to. And um, why not? Now there's apps. You don't no. need to really know what you're doing anymore. <laughs> I don't. I have no intention of doing anything with my stock whatsoever um, or with stock market or whatever, because I'm just not a fan of playing with my money, number one. And I have like this positive attach, like this positive attitude towards money that whenever I do need it, that will come to me um, in a way. So I, I'm like, that's a whole fucking privilege that I'm living in. Um, but yeah, I have no, I feel no... I don't even want like, like no desire to do that whatsoever. That's fair. Um, and Frasley in chat just reminded me uh, in that the probably the weirdest thing about this entire situation with with GameStop is that not only did AOC like say this is wrong, it shouldn't be happening, but also Ted Cruz and Donald Trump Jr. were all, that all three of them were in agreement that this is fucked up. Um, <laughs> that this that this is happening, and that like this entire situation, and it's just really bizarre to see those three people all on the same, like saying the same thing and having agreements, and it's just like, hmm. okay, <laughs> this is happening. This is a weird thing. Yeah. Anyway, that's the entire news on GameStop and what was going on there. Weird th- fucking thing. And if you want to, we will post an article as well in it where Stephen Colbert um, like talks about it. The uh, late night host, late what is it called? The late show, a late show, um, and he's explaining it a bit uh, as well. And that will better than Amanda does. <laughs> <laughs> we will put um, that in the show notes. Yes. And Tom, sorry, Tom has corrected me that they agreed because the apps were preventing people from buying the certain stocks. And that was the fucked up thing. Not that it was happening, just that the apps were preventing it. Mm. Thank you, Tom, for the correction. Um, And Tom is actually the one who sent in our next article. Uh, We're moving away from politics and moving into activism, Activision Blizzard. Because they actually said that interviewing diverse candidates for every open was, quote unquote, unworkable. How can something like that be unworkable? And why is Blizzard doing shit again? Like, it feels like they're they're having this this up and down fucking roller coaster of good news, bad news, good news, bad news, good news, bad news. And I'm like, seriously? (sighs) You're like the ones who are like have like merged. Have, you have Pride merch for Activision and for Blizzard and everything, and you are telling me it's unworkable to interview diverse candidates. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, um, though, I think there's been an an update to this article, which we can cover after. Um, but yes, the uh, Blizzard made a proposal. Uh, Uh, or there was a a shareholder proposal that Blizzard interviews at least one diverse candidate when it hires for a position. And this was based on the NFL, yes, the National Football League's Rodney Rule, which was adopted in 2003 that required all of the Football League's teams to interview at least one diverse candidate for every head coaching vacancy. And um, are you fucking serious? Is literally my only question. We are talking about one diverse candidate, one and interviewing one diverse candidate. You cannot tell me that you don't get, I don't know, 
500 applications for a job when you write, write that out and when that job's available. And then you cannot interview one person that is diverse? Yeah. So Vice reported that uh, Activis Activision, why do I have such a hard time saying that? Activision Blizzard attorney told the Securities and Exchange Commission in January that while the company has implemented a Rooney Rule policy as envisioned for director and CEO nominees, implementing a policy that would extend such an approach to all hiring decisions amounts to an unworkable encroachment on the company's ability to run its business and compete for talent in a highly competitive, fast-moving market. I have no words. Literally. Yeah. No words. Yeah. Um, however... I will say that there has been a, a statement released by the president and COO, Daniel, Daniel Alliger, and this was an update, uh, came after this whole thing ha has come out. So this is from January 28th now. And he has said that Activision Blizzard is committed to inclusive hiring practices and to creating a diverse workforce. It is essential to our mission. Vice completely mischaracterized the SEC filing made by our outside attorneys. In fact, our hiring practices are rooted in ensuring diversity for all roles. We engage in this aggressively and successfully. Our objection was rooted in the fact that the AFL-CIO proposal failed to adequately consider how to apply these practices in all of the countries we operate in. Our games have uniquely influenced popular culture and have helped to increase tolerance and inclusion through their con connectivity as well as the heroes we portray and our stories that celebrate diversity, equality, and inclusion in so many powerful ways. In order to ensure that our games stay true to our mission, we require that all candidates of all backgrounds, ethnicity, ethnicities, genders, races, and sexual orientations are considered for each and every open role. We aggressively recruit diverse candidates so the workforce provides the inspired creativity required to meet the expectations of our diverse 400 million players across 190 countries. We remain committed to increasing diversity at all levels throughout Activision. So it Thanks. looks like... <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Monica. So, uh, Nelly Denise in chat is asking, what do you mean by being the diverse? So in theory, not in theory, in practice, if you look at, look at tech companies and if you look at like especially things that have to do with um, stuff like games have to do with computer things and techy things and stuff like that, most of the time the all the people employed or most of most of the people employed are straight white men, um, and that not only causes a lot of issues because the stories they tell in video games need more representation than just the view of straight white men. So we also need more women in games. We need more queer people in games in, in, in games and in the entire company, um, as well as black people, people of all other races, people of all genders, so that you can tell like a good story um, and not only have a good story but have different kinds of views on different kinds of things in the company setting and that's what they mean when they talk about being more diverse um, because it doesn't mean that there are not jobs available uh, or that that those people are less qualified they just often have less chances of being employed yes yeah so that was um yes and tom says more authentic stories too yes exactly so that um you get the things from the people who have the experiences themselves and not somebody who has just heard about something and is using stereotypical tropes to tell certain stories over and over again. Indeed. Um, yeah, and 
so I don't know. Judging by the uh, Daniel Allager's statement that I read out, sorry, it was very long. Um, it sounds like they are implementing their Rooney rule wherever they can. However, it might be difficult in some countries that maybe won't receive diverse candidates, I think is what like, I'm. Re- what, what, it's a, yeah. I think that's my takeaway. Yeah. I mean, my immediate thought was maybe he was talking about parts like, for example, China or something where it's based on the country situation, obviously probably more difficult to be more diverse in hiring because of how the country is like, like not very human rights friendly in general and not, not like thriving on diversity or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And also, yeah, like Frazzy says in chat, when you think of CD Projekt Red, which, which are like in Poland, um, and some things can be pro- probably can be more difficult um, than in other countries, I suppose. But nothing's impossible. Nothing's impossible. Um, you know, I do think that, yes, Blizzard has a lot of issues, and I think a lot more since partnering with Activision or being bought out or whatever situation that is, like... Mm-hmm. There are problems, but I also do think that they are they are a progressive company, especially in terms of their gameplay um, and their character diversity and representation. Um, so I would like to err on the side that, yes, they actively recruit like inclusive hiring, like they, they go through inclusive hiring practices. Um, whether I'm looking at that with rose tinted glasses, I'm not sure. Um, I was a bit put off that he... <laughs> that he said that they aggressively recruit diverse candidates because that sounds aggressive, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Sounds aggressive. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know. Like, yes. Like, to to think that they would not recruit diverse at all, I'm like, that's almost, like, difficult. But if you probably look at the amount of people working there, I still would think that... There is always room for improvement. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I suppose we'll be seeing. I just, I just would just question why there is even an issue when whatever they are asking is only about one diverse candidate. Then why is that? Why is there a suddenly such an issue about this? Um, if the paper is looking for one diverse candidate and how does that even look like like what does the paper say does it need to be that one unicorn person that's an intersection of everything of course that's very hard like that's obviously harder to find than than i don't know what the fuck i don't know one black person or one queer person and but that doesn't mean that there is not a quack black a quack a black <laughs> queer person out there or, or whatever if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, definitely interesting. Definitely lots to follow and hold them accountable for as well. Mm. For sure. Yeah. Um, but let's move on to some like some fan happy news. Happy fan news. Uh, this article also came from Tom. Um, he didn't actually send us the article. Sadly, I needed to look it up myself. Um, but he told me in the kitchen, you should talk about Resident Evil. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I'm going to. You should talk about Resident Evil. Yes, everybody needs to talk about Resident Evil. The Village, which comes out on May the 7th. But they released like a short demo 
um, for it, like 30 minutes or so, um, demo of the game, and people are loving it. But not only the game, but one specific, specific I was going to say human being, but that's kind of wrong. Character. <laughs> Character. <laughs> Honestly, I think like all the hype that I've seen um, researching for this show was hype about the character not about the game everybody is just like shit hot for um this character yes and we're talking about maiden mrs what's her face lady dimitrescu lady dimitrescu uh she is a very tall lady and she's captivated all of our hearts everyone's hearts maybe not mine because this is the first i've heard of it um but she is in the game along with her three daughters I think she shows up like literally at the end of the 30 minute demo and basically is, I mean, can I spoil a demo? Oh, sure. She's basically just entering the room and saying, well, hi there. And she's like super aggressive, like very hot, very tall. Um, Even the gays love her. And she's just like, here you are. And then she's slicing you up like Wolverine. Um, and she's like a badass uh, a badass badass bitch basically yes who takes no shit is that that's at least what she looks like like she's taking no shit she's like owning herself and she's just um yeah (laughs) loving it like and people love her so much so that it even becomes a topic um how tall she is Mm-hmm. And uh, the Resident Evil Village art director, uh, Tomonori Takano, le- released a statement on Resident Evil's Twitter. Um, and it's delightful. And I would like to read it out loud if that's okay with you, Monica. Of course. I read it too. It's too funny, actually. <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> Uh, He says, I wanted to use this opportunity to publicly reflect on the outpouring of positivity we've received from the fans on our latest announcement. As a representative of the development team, thank you to all the fans who continue to follow us. Most recently, Lady Dimitrescu and her daughters have received a fair amount of attention, far more than we anticipated. It's great that they're able to take the spotlight as icons of Resident Evil Village. Lady Dimitrescu especially has received much fanfare both domestically and overseas, which has made all of us in the development team extremely happy. I hear her height is something of interest. (laughs) Dot, dot, dot. If you include her hat and high heels, she's 2.9 meters, approximately 9 foot 6 inches tall. These bewitching vampiric characters are relentless in their pursuit of Ethan, and I can't wait for you to meet them yourselves when you enter castle dimitrescu in may yeah i'm quite excited honestly um i don't know like i didn't like like resident evil 7 or something it was so gory and all the maggots and i like really hate maggots oh god (laughs) um so so if that's not as maggoty as it oh god no vr oh god oh god um anyway (laughs) um so yeah I'm curious. I'm probably going to watch streamers play it. And when I You're not going to play it yourself? I, I would don't watch you. I'm going to play it. Oh, God. Should I play it? I will bring it? popcorn. Yes. I'll bring popcorn. Oh, God. No. Yes. Channel points redemption or what? Yes. <laughs> I like the thought of that rather than overcooked. 
Wow. <laughs> that will happen too, though, Channel Points Redemption. <laughs> you don't bring maggots, Ollie. I will leave immediately. <laughs> Amazing. And the demo is only 30 minutes. I could play the demo. You could play the demo, yes. Well, maybe. Yes, I, I think it's a good idea. PS5. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yes, Resident Evil, yay. That's what we're saying. Keep us what we want, damn it. <laughs> I will try. Twitch chat has spoken, Monica. You're playing it. Okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yay. Uh, whatever you sound so excited i know i sound so excited <laughs> i don't even know how to play resident evil games like what are we playing resident evil games like what we'll are you doing out. <laughs> you need to shoot or things i don't even know is that a shooter thing because i can't shoot for shit that's and- why it'll be even better oh god it took me like four hours to build a fucking bee in minecraft with the help of charlie on sunday so like no (sighs) Uh, people say i don't need to shoot but i can shoot the shit well damn it well okay we will we will do that then i'm excited Uh, i'm i'm fine i'm fine it's fine it's fine this is fine (laughs) i'm excited for this (laughs) yeah so that's the Good news that we have, but we only we, we're gonna end with uh, not so good news. Are we going to actually? Because we've already been recording for an hour, and you know, maybe we should end on on a better note. Yeah, sure, that's know. fine with me. Because I'm like, okay. should we really end with this? That's pretty rough to end. Yeah, on. we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it another time. We'll talk about it later when there is more information. Maybe. Yeah, sounds good. Perfect. Okay, so, yeah. that's Geek Girl in the news. so thanks for this amazing episode we will see you again next week for another amazing episode of geek caring Bye. bye if you like this episode of geek caring why not leave us an itunes review you can also find us on social at geek caring and over on geekcaring.com 